Has the NBA row got you down? Feeling those away from home blues for the holidays? Well, we've got just the thing for you. A home game versus the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> this is Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys starting your week with us, even if you're having to go back to work after the holiday, boo. But at least you got hopefully some Thanksgiving leftovers still with you for lunch today. I want to let you know that you can join us on all platforms from YouTube, where you can find us at youtube.com slash Locked On Nuggets, the best way to support the show. Uh, you can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, where we appreciate those five-star reviews, and Spotify, as well as any sort of podcast. We appreciate you being in every day or checking in with us every single day. The episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code all lowercase Locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Glad to have you guys with us on a Sunday night for World's Finest. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by Adam Mares, director of content for DMVR. You can catch the pre and post game shows after and before every game, as well as Nuggets content and Colorado sports content daily. If you want to check that out. Uh, we're going to talk about the Nuggets went over the Spurs. We'll talk about the rotation changes. We'll talk about, um, you know, kind of quote what it means. Uh, we'll get into whether or not the Nuggets will play starters tomorrow versus the Clippers on the back-to-back roadie. Uh, I want to get Adam's thoughts on the Houston Is there a chance game. they don't? I didn't even know that I was a talking point. I don't think they will, and uh, I have a reason why. Okay. I have, I have, right. I have reason to believe that they won't. Um, oh man, we'll stay tuned. That. I'm gonna stay tuned. I can't even wait to hear about that. There we go. Uh, all right, let's get started here. So the Denver Nuggets get the win over the San Antonio Spurs in dominating, easy fashion. 132-120. The margin in this game was not that close. Uh, the Nuggets could have blown this out if they'd really absolutely chosen to. Spurs, I don't know, they made a couple of runs just to make sure it didn't get like disproportionate it wasn't one of those games where it was like an absolute disgusting beatdown. in part because denver doesn't really ever i don't like i don't have a, a big recollection of the nuggets winning by like 40 a lot um they just kind of truck you uh nuggets did give up like a 114 offensive rating in this game but i'm not going to necessarily ding them for that because one garbage time and then two if you're if things are going to come this easy for them uh i don't blame them now look like this is tough, right? Because I don't want to. I don't want to take away from it. This was they. They were bad on the road trip. The first game at home, uh, you screw around, and Victor Wembanyama and that crew, like that. That's a hungry team because they're losing a whole lot, and they were outclassed. But if the Nuggets had brought the kind of energy that they played with versus Orlando or in Houston, this would have been a, a, a nail biter. This would have been a lot closer, but instead never put in the requisite work and effort and they got the win even without Aaron Gordon tonight. Yeah. I, I mean, I would classify this as an easy win. I, I don't yeah. think even with Denver, you know, taking their foot off the gas or whatever, they were up 20, I think in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, it, was an, it was a breeze for sure. <laughs> Jokic actually came back in for some reason and then the lead <laughs> evaporated, but um but no, this was an easy win. And honestly, the San Antonio, some of my biggest takeaways are just how bad they are. I did not realize they were this bad. I watched them earlier on in the year. I haven't watched them the last couple of weeks. 
and just seeing how sort of inept they were um, in a lot of key areas, um, you know, really stood out. But that doesn't take away from Denver, who needed, you, you titled this a get right game. It was a get right game. Like Denver's played some tough games lately. During this road stretch, I think one of the big storylines that has gone under discussed is just that Denver's playing some of the best teams in the NBA. And so the struggles correlate to that. Tonight they played a bottom three team in the NBA and they looked like the NBA champs again. So um, that that's one of my notes. And it's an important thing that you, when you get home, especially after a long road trip and you play a poor opponent, it's important that you look the part. And tonight Denver looked the part. I love the Weminyama Jokic matchup. Uh, there was a transition play, I believe, in the first quarter where Joker was bringing the ball up and he tried to hit the wing. I think it was Reggie was on the wing. It was either Reggie or KCP. And he tried to hit the wing and he's made that pass a thousand times before and it's never been intercepted. And Weminyama grabbed it. And you can tell that Jokic is like, what the? Like, you know, and there's just those moments in that game with Victor where like everybody's like, what what am I supposed to do with this? Like, this is absolutely crazy. But then you had the possessions where like Victor's got him in the post and Joker's like trying to figure it, like trying to figure him out and he works him and works him. And then he really hit him with the, with the re-jump, right? Like Victor hasn't faced anybody with the strength and size of Nicola, but also um, the possession where like he got up on the rim and then got it back and then pump faked and got Wemby up in the air and then went around him. Like that little battle I thought was just, like, really fun to watch is like, Victor's just like, hey, it's really hard to shoot over a man built like a 10 foot ladder uh, versus Nicola's absolute like, you know, just combination of size and strength. It was fun. What did you think of this, Matt? Because I saw some people arguing in my mentions. Do you feel that Jokic was bothered by Wimbanyama tonight? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think the better word for it is that he was aware of Victor Wembanyama. Uh, I wouldn't say he was bothered by Victor Wembanyama because like I think third quarter uh, he hit that bank shot over him, the floater bank shot where like he definitely yeah. adjusted. Yeah. He adjusted over. a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, usually that was like a very, very slight drop in. He's like, oh, I'll just put a little bit more on this, but I wouldn't say he was bothered by Victor. I would say that he was aware of Victor Wemanyama. I don't know how you can say that he was bothered on his way to 39 points on 17 of 29 shooting. I think this was among the most unbothered games Jokic has played in a while. And I think that includes Victor Wimbanyama. Now, Wimby did have, what, four blocks, six steals. Like, he had some crazy, you know, turnover creation numbers. And he did some spectacular things. But Jokic on multiple occasions, like, you would see Wimby get matched up on him. And Jokic posting up. And you kind of thinking, okay, well, that's a lot of length. What's Jokic going to do? And Jokic looked like he wanted, he's like, oh, no, I want to score this post up and make it look easy. And so tonight, I... I don't even think he was aware of, of Wemby. I mean, I, I don't, I, maybe this is semantic, but to me, this felt very much like the Chet game against Oklahoma city where Jokic was like, Oh, a guy who doesn't know what he's doing yet. This is fun. This is like the easiest thing in the world is to go out these types of guys who don't have the strength and also don't quite know what's going on. Um, so for me, this was a matchup that I feel when is going to get really good in the coming years. But from the starting point, this was as easy of a matchup for Jokic, I felt, as he gets. Yeah, he didn't feel him. That's the thing is like, I honestly, but here's the thing is like, I just don't know. Does he feel anybody? Like, yeah, he does. There are guys that are harder to go at and he has to be more thoughtful. I mean, that, I guess that's what I would say is Yoke tonight, and it was even more pronounced against Bassey, who I thought was absolutely yeah, Bassey was literally too small. But it was also true of Wimbanyama where Yoke um, – it's not even about did they feel him or not. Like he was doing it in the laziest way. 
you know, Yoke was scoring on Wembenyama the way that I would score against my seven-year-old daughter, you know, just like, I'm not doing something crazy. I'm not going fast. I'm kind of doing the, oh, here's, here's the layup. I just, that's, that's what stood out to me is I kind of was curious, is the length going to be bother him? Is there going to be this or that? And I just felt like Jokic was a zero out of a hundred on the bothered scale tonight by Wembenyama. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, 39, again, 39 points on 17 and 29. I don't know how you could say he was bothered by it. Uh, what, what about that part? 29 shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is part of it is like a lot of those were where he got his own rebound and put it back in. So, I mean, it, it was an absolute trucking and like you could tell that and you could tell that Victor was just, Victor had the similar kind of thing where you were jokers like, what the hell is this? You could tell that Victor also was like, what am I supposed to do? Like right, he hits right. me and I'm, I'm knocked back three feet. Oh, and also he's got an incredible floater. Like, yeah, you know, it's, but what do you think? What do you make? I asked this at DNVR, and I'm, but I'm really curious your answer. Yoke's shooting a lot this year. He's scoring a lot, but he's shooting a lot. He's had a lot of games of 20 or more field goal attempts, which was pretty rare for him in years past. Now it's the norm. What do you make? He took 29 tonight. Usually that would be super noteworthy if Yoke took 29 shots. I think in part, I think that he is less obsessed with playing the right way as he used to be. Mm in part because I think he's kind of come to understand like the rhythm of the NBA and he knows when you need to have great possessions and when you don't. And I think also like if you reach the level of play that they have reached when they want to, I think there is no longer like a, we've got to be able to play the right way. It's like, no, we can play the right way, but I've got a matchup here and this team is overmatched and my team's without Jamal Murray. I'll go ahead and I'll, you know, I, I will continue to put this up, especially because I do think that teams are more than ever. I think they're really relu reluctant to send the double like they're I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching somebody else's clips. And I noticed this when they're doing on defense that even when they're stunting, like they're hesitant, like they're just really scared to get the ball in motion with Denver because yeah. like they know it's not just one sequence. It's like if it's the post up, like, OK, maybe he makes it. Hopefully he doesn't. But at least it's like we made him work for it, right? Versus, man, they got us in five-man rotation and, like, it's pop, 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 balls popping, right? Yeah. There seems to be, in my opinion, like maybe on the on the scouting report, I think that there's a lot more attention paid to don't let them get everybody else involved um, because Joker's going to do what Joker's going to do, but you can't live if they get everybody involved. But maybe that's too far. I don't know. I mean, I, it's curious. I, I wonder if he'd give a good answer to it because it's very pronounced. Jokic is trying to score. He's scoring more than ever before. I think he's ninth or 10th in the NBA in scoring right now. Um, I just, I, I'm very curious to see if this is what happens with Yoke all year, if this is just because Murray's out. We didn't have it on our bingo card. Yoke averaging 29 a game, 30 a game, but here we are. On the other side, we'll get to the rotation changes. Justin Holiday in, Zeke Naji out. DeAndre Jordan question? No, no, no. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk more seriously. But the rotation maybe, changes. We'll get, maybe. We'll, get to all we'll get to all that and more when we return on Locked on Nuggets. First, I need to tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is absolutely awesome. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. The league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports. So you can do Jokic points and Russell Wilson touchdowns. And the you can also get on there the 
celebrity players like Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can find him in the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the week's biggest names in the prize picks community. They even offer a reboot policy, so the entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance policy. And they now offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this basketball season. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA for a deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Lockdown Nuggets, thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. If you're in the chat and wondering why my resolution is low, it's a great question. I'd love to know why, and I'll be seeking out my internet service provider to find out more on that, but I apologize for the poor quality. Mean, meanwhile, I can't, you know, it's tough lighting. I have no idea how to light myself. It's, I've looked at things on the internet. I can never figure it out. You look good now, and you look good in all the shorts from the All-NBA show that I get routinely on YouTube, which are there you great. Go. So lots sorts of information, and are well-marketed. I want to add that, by the way. Um, well, you know, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked this on is sports big time. Today. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. Um, so Justin Holiday was quiet tonight. He started in place of Aaron Gordon. Uh, he was two of five from the field, one of four from three, two rebounds, three assists, one steal was a plus 15. Um, I will say I felt good about how the lineups looked when holiday was in there. That might be confirmation bias, but I think like this is kind of the thing is just like holiday's a veteran. He's going to look totally fine with Jokic. I don't mind if he plays with the bench either. I just think having another guy that knows what the NBA basketball is supposed to look like is helpful. I don't expect Holiday to be amazing. I don't think he's going to average 20 a game. He's not going to fix the bench unit on the road. But Justin Holiday is a totally fine fill-in and did the job totally fine tonight. The Nuggets had 140 offensive rating while he was on the court tonight. Pretty good. Jokic on the court, 142. So, look, primarily this is Jokic. But I always say... Jokic is going to do this every time everyone else knows what to do and what not to do. Justin Holiday knows what to do and what not to do. So it makes Jokic's life easier. I love the way he played tonight. I thought he was great. He got a lot of minutes, 27 minutes. And, you know, you said, yeah, five points, two of five shooting, not exactly a, you know, lighting it up kind of day, but I just thought he was great. Um, I think he's a good player. And I think that Denver is smart to go to him. It's going to be interesting to see if Aaron Gordon's back and some of the other guys are back you know, later on this week, even maybe even Jamal Murray is back. It'll be interesting to see how, if, if who's the odd man out there, because I do think Michael Malone might want to go to some veteran players to stabilize this little moment in time that Denver is at. Um, but for me, this is funny to say, because I was not the biggest Jeff Green guy. I kind of like holiday. I'm not bothered at all by his minutes. 
Yeah, I just think that he's just very capable. He had some really smart passes where it was like he just knew the right sequence to keep going, where a lot of the young guys would have either hesitated or driven because they're trying to be aggressive or shot because they're trying to be aggressive. And like Holiday's got good anticipation and understanding of what the what the possession is supposed to look like. Like that to me is one of the issues that the second unit has. I mean, they got a lot of them, but like that's the thing that Holiday brings is like, he knows what the possession is supposed to look like. He knows what the right play is and he knows how to make it because he's played in the league for so long. So I think that's a real benefit. Uh, you love Peyton Watson's game tonight. Um, I noted during the game that, that um, your tweet about him. And then, so I went back and like specifically watched that stretch uh, where he really liked him. And he was, he was, he was, he came out of the, uh, the second half and was just so explosive. Like he just had like absolute highlight plays. It was a really good quarter from and half, honestly, from Peyton Watson. Yeah, I, I thought, well, the second quarter is the one that I thought stood out so much. Uh, although I do think he had an, a, a good game all around. And part of it is, like, I judge a guy like Peyton Watson less by his peaks and more by his valleys. And he was a guy that is out there not to make spectacular offensive plays, but to fill in the gaps. And then defensively, he is out there to make plays, but also not to mess up. And I just thought this was a very good game for him on that. I like the timing of his cuts. Um, he made plays, he got his hands on, on, on some balls and he got some deflections and just some block shots. I just, this is what he's supposed to be. My question with Peyton Watson is often, what is it he's trying to do? Cause I know what Michael Malone's message is to him. And I know what Nikola Jokic's message is to him. You need to do the things nobody else wants to do. They need to do them at a high level. And I think that through this slump that the Nuggets have been in, he more than anyone has not done those things. Or I shouldn't say more than anyone, as much as anyone or almost as much as anyone has not done those things tonight. And maybe it was just being back home at the home crowd, Matt. I think that might be part of it. Playing against, you know, a not so great, you know, team is probably a lot of it as well. But I just felt like he was aiming at the right target tonight and he hit that target. I really liked how Julian Strother played. Um, I like seeing the ball in his hands more. I just like I I think that the stuff that he finds is good i think that in particular like this is always the problem is um everyone looks good next to Jokic, but i will say that i like the pick and roll stuff that he had with nicola going on yeah. i like the way that he moved the ball i like the activity that he had on and off ball i thought this was a really good julian strother game and not just because he was able to get points i thought that giving putting the ball in his hands more was a really positive and smart move by denver yeah and i wonder how much of that was you know, natural or how much of that just happened. Um, but I like Strother, man. I'm so high on him. He's a rookie and it's going to take the entire year for him to kind of get his rhythm. But of all of the young pieces, and this includes Peyton Watson, who we'll call a rookie, Strother to me feels like the most likely to hit. I mean, Christian Brown's in a different class. He already hit. He already played in the finals. Yeah. But of all the other guys, Zeke, Peyton, Pickett, Strother, Tyson, um, all of those guys, to me, he just seems like the guy that I'm like, yeah, he is an NBA player. He's going to be a useful rotation piece. I don't think his ceiling is particularly high, but I love him. And I always say this, Matt, there are types of players that make Jokic's job easier, and he's one of them. I think he's going to make Jokic's life easier, and he's just a rookie now. He's going to get better. I don't know if I trust him. He's going to be up and down. But the mold of player, he's going to make Jokic's life easier in short order. On the other side, I have some lightning round questions for Adam Mares about Zeke Naji, about the game versus the Clippers tomorrow, and about the game versus Houston later this week. We'll talk about all that and more in a lightning round in the final segment next on Locked on Nuggets. 
Let's talk about FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. I had a seven-team three-way round robin tonight in the NBA. Absolutely phenomenal night for me in NBA betting on FanDuel Crazy. Sportsbook. Able to get in on, I even had the Nets and was very worried when they went down like 36 to nine, but then was like, oh, they're playing the Bulls. It'll be fine. And they were, they were. Did that happen again to the Bulls? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, by the way, thank you, Nuggets, uh, for clearing the 11 and a half point line by one point. Thank you for that. I was, uh, <laughs> I thought that was a lock at the end and was like, no, oh, it, was, it wound up being fine. The app's easy to use. You can, you can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us, making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us and being an everydayer. Uh, Meg says post game yokes of the team was patient with him for eight years. They can afford to wait a few games for their young players. What a great <laughs> I love this revisionist history by Yoke. Yeah. Like the the team was patient with me for eight years. Like yeah, well, well, you, you saved a lot of people's jobs, Yoke. I don't know if they're yeah. being patient with you. Uh, somebody mentioned about Peyton Watson and, and his comments after the game. Like Malone challenged. Peyton Watson after he got the DPOG. Yeah, so Malone challenged um, Watson, gave him the DPOG and said, you know, the challenge is do that every night. Be that player every night. Yeah, and, that's the right challenge. And Peyton Watson retweeted it, the video of it, with now let's do it again tomorrow. Hashtag mile, mile high, baby. So, um, you know, at least we'll like, he's, he's listening. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, Zeke Naji out of the rotation, essentially, good or bad? <laughs> Well, it's bad. <laughs> the Nuggets are better if their young players are good. But so it's bad that Zeke is right now did not get to participate in this very vibey win for the Nuggets. It's bad that happened. But it's I mean, how could you argue anything other than it's the right move? And, you know, I had this debate with some people earlier tonight about whether or not this was was this just matchup dependent because there's two centers and they were going with a more traditional big or was this more. Like Zeke is on a short leash and tonight he didn't have it. Two fouls in one minute. And Malone said, okay, I'm only giving you like one minute to prove yourself every night. And if you don't have it, you're out. What do you think? Uh, I think it was the latter. I think, I honestly, I wonder if it was the same for everybody, right? I think if like, if Watson had, had like a really yeah. bad stint, does right. he get yanked? Um, Christian, I think is, has built. Yeah. Like be, being part of a, uh, part of a finals rotation helps you quite a bit there. But Strother, um, but, Strother, Peyton, Zeke, th those guys, I, I do wonder if they that's how Malone's going to handle them for the next, you know, couple weeks to say, hey, I'm not giving you guys carte blanche. Like, you get a couple minutes, and if you're really bad, th that's it. We'll go to the vets. But part of the problem, though, is I'm also like, he uses this to punish him, so he puts in DJ, and DJ's a plus six, and that's great, and he has six points and six boards, and DJ played, played well he because played really of who they were playing, and you yeah. know that. Like, you know that he played well yeah. because of who they were playing. And then he's going to play tomorrow and he's probably going to get trucked like just in plus minus. Like I, I love DJ and I wish it, it could work. And like, I could see all the ways it could work where it's like, Oh, big, that can, you can like even Strother was like running some DHO and pick and roll with him. And it was like working versus the Spurs. And like, I just, I have too much evidence that it's not going to work. I want it to work. I would love if DJ could just be in a standard rotation big, but at this point, like I have a lot of evidence that it's not. And that to me is like, 
you're going to be back at Zeke eventually because you're going to be like, I can't play DJ anymore. So I got to go back to like, and I feel like we're just going to be going through the cycle unless they add another component before the end of the season, which maybe they won't. Yeah. Um, Back to back tomorrow. Okay. Here's, here's what I was going to get at you. So AG going to the game, um, pretty much the entire starting five was either out or less questionable. Like yoke was, was, was uh, probable or questionable. Uh, I think Reggie was on there, KCP, and um, obviously AG's out and Jamal's out, okay? That's the first step. Second is that the Clippers are four-and-a-half-point home favorites tomorrow versus the Denver Nuggets, which is uh, more than I would anticipate, even for a good team versus Denver with Nikola. Uh, So my anticipation is that – now, I'm not – look, I'm not a member of, like, Vegas knows that's not true – um, but they are really good at, at being able to intuit where bets are going to go. So I think hmm. that there's a good possibility that they're going to sit guys tomorrow versus the Clippers. It makes a lot of sense. It's a road game. You've already beaten the Clippers and made a pretty emphatic win over them or not emphatic. It was a close game, but they got the win earlier. Um, this seems like a good rest spot for Denver. Am I wrong? I mean, I think so. Denver lost by 20 to the Rockets on the road. They lost yeah. by five to the Magic. They lost by 12 to Cleveland and five to New Orleans. This is the second night of a back-to-back with travel. They're going on the road now to play a second night of a back-to-back. Five points seems like just the natural thing you would give a team. You know, to say, okay, Denver's down a starter, second night of a back-to-back. They haven't been very good on the road all year. Four and a half just seems like the normal line. If Yoke was out, if they were resting Jokic, I think that line should be like 10. (laughs) Never without Jokic right now? Yeah, I agree. So I agree. So I don't I don't know. I I it is an interesting thought about you know, Denver has lost four of their last six. Now with tonight's win, you know, it was four or five, but four of their last six. And I do think there's something to it feels like Denver stopped the bleeding tonight. But at the same time, you want to catch a rhythm. Denver was the number one team in the standings out west for almost all of the season, and now they've dropped all the way down to fourth. I know that's so yeah. early that doing this every day is like you're gonna drive yourself nuts. But I do think there's something too. Denver had a nice cushion, and now there's teams that look like they're vying. I mean, Phoenix has the same record as Denver. Phoenix has been without their stars just as much as Denver has. Um, you know, and, and Minnesota, 12 and four, they don't look like they're slowing down. They're going to have a good year. So to me, I don't think this is anything where it's like Denver has to get some wins. I just think it, I don't think Denver can be too cavalier and say, oh, we're going to just start resting some of these back to backs. I think they they need to gather some wins and get some momentum again. I think the Houston game later this week on Wednesday at home is a big game. I think it's, um, I, I I think that one actually kind of matters. Um, I think the, is it, it's, Oh, it's Wednesday versus Houston. For some reason in my head, that was Friday versus Houston. Okay. It's Wednesday at home. Uh, let me double check that just to make no, sure. it is. I, I have it up right now. You're right. Yeah. So that to me is, uh, like if I don't think you want to give this young team like three, you like you got you got your tail kicked in both those games in Houston. There's got to be I think there needs to be a little bit of a okay. Like just as a reminder here. Uh I think that's probably a good idea which again to me kind of feels like hey maybe you rest tomorrow, get yourself ready and then make sure you take mm. care of business at home versus Houston on Wednesday. Not that the Houston game's bigger than the Clippers game. Like the Clippers are more likely to be a playoff team than Houston. But I do think that uh I, I I don't know. Maybe this is my own perception. 
they do tend to remember when they lost to a team earlier in the season. At least they did last year. They you did, should. Like, I think I think that's natural as a competitor to be like, hey, man, Houston got us twice, including in the tournament. Right. They knocked us out of the tournament. Yeah, so I think it's probably a good idea. And then they got, uh, they're got they on the road for the Suns on the first. Well, all right, so, hold on, Matt. You're starting to convince me. I think I'm on your side now. So this, did you see the injury report today? uh i did i did see it i don't remember it there, there exactly. was like six players on it including yeah. Jokic, lower you know kcp now they ended up playing but that does feel like the preamble to a you know a rest night like yeah. that, that gives you a little bit so that would make sense and then i have a sneaky suspicion i don't know but i would say there's a chance jamal murray comes back against houston on wednesday you know that's yep. you usually would like to come you know back on a home game they do go to Phoenix and play on ESPN on Friday night, and that's going to be a marquee game. I imagine Jamal Murray, if he's anywhere close to healthy, would like to play in that game. So I imagine that there is a chance that Denver could look at it and say, okay, we have some guys banged up. Aaron Gordon couldn't go tonight. Jokic could really use a rest. Let's take a little three days off so that Wednesday we get Murray back, we get everybody back, and that we kind of reset on that day. I could see that. Yeah. And also, like they they know they can beat the Clippers. Like, come on. Yeah, they're not worried. Like, that, I think that game earlier this season was very much like a oh yeah, we're still good here. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for Lock On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure to check out DNVR for pre and post game shows, as well as Nuggets content daily, and check out the All NBA Show over there with Adam Mares and ESPN's Tim Lugler as well. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. We'll swipe and I will get you taken care of on reacting to the Clippers game, win or lose. And we'll be off and running back in the regular season flow as we push towards Christmas. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great night. We'll see you guys again next time on Lock On Nuggets. <laughs>